The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask, say the word and I'll be there. Just ask, you know the greatest Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I'm doing so good. I want you to repeat a mantra. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Yep. I I have have a beautiful... A beautiful, you guys say it with body. A beautiful body. <laughs> you have a beautiful body. <laughs> I thought it was going to be worse than that. No. This, I cannot wait to talk about that scene because <laughs> I was like actively so uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm like, why are you doing this? I would like you to text your brother right now and tell him that he has a beautiful body. And he's an Adonis. <laughs> he's a slab of beef. <laughs> a slab of beef. <laughs> so messed up we're here talking freaks and geeks uh we have episodes six and seven to discuss today i'm with the band and carded and discarded mm-hmm. uh one all about the band there's a band high school band yeah. and the other one about uh getting a fake id because as yeah. we discussed pre-pod every teen show needs a fake id story uh absolutely yeah um how did you feel about this batch of episodes i i like them a lot more than the last batch Mm-hmm. And I think that they were like entertaining. Like it was like true to form teen drama comedy, you know, like it was yeah. very stereotypical, like every single teen drama, there's always a band, there's always a get fake IDs and get carded episode. But I think that the couple of twists that they had really made it unique. And I, and I definitely enjoyed both episodes. Yeah, I definitely agree that I enjoyed them more than the last two. Um, And I liked that, like, I feel like we've been focusing so much on Daniel that I did enjoy getting a more Nick-based episode for the first one. I really cannot give a shit about Daniel, to be honest with you. sucks. The man is trash, and I really want Lindsay to stay away from him, and I just don't like his greasy face. Um. to be honest with you and i'm all for nick and i thought that uh-huh. nick's story was really interesting and i also like how they are digging in deep to these other characters like we're getting to see 
in the last batch, we really got to see Kim Kelly and where she's mm-hmm. from and what her family is like. Now we got to meet Nick's family and see what his family is like. Um, and I think that if we continue to do so, like it just is more and more interesting for me to get to know yeah. everybody and not just get to know the weirs. Yeah, totally agree with that. I I'm enjoying the way that they're spending the time that we get on this show because it is a longer show. It's not your boy meets world, like 30 minute sitcom. It is like a full 40 ish minutes, uh, with commercials and, it's nice that we're getting a little bit of a deeper dive into some of these side characters rather than like, cause it, like we talked like Boy Meets World, like it's so focused on like the Matthews for a very long time. It's kind of nice to get a little bit more information on some of these other characters. And we also, I can't wait to talk through some of the cameos we get in these two episodes because I was like, why is everybody recognizable that's on this show? Like literally even the most minor character is someone I recognize and it's kind of amazing. Yeah. It's, it's like really enjoyable, like nineties content of like who's who in Hollywood. And I really enjoy that as well. Of course, last episode we got Rashida Jones and that was like a really pleasant surprise. And we'll talk about who we got this episode. I don't know if I can think of anybody off the top of my head. So, um, might be somebody that you're familiar with. Yeah. I have like, I think I have like three people. Um, I don't know that you'll know all of them. It was just like, oh, that guy. Oh, that. And some of them, I will say, you know me. I'm terrible with celebrities. I'm terrible with celebrity names. I had to look yeah. up these people. So it's not like I, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm not totally. someone you could just recognize and know people's names. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but you know. I, I'm really enjoying it. Like, I think that um, I really like this show a lot and I, I, I'm enjoying the ride. So let's, uh, let's kind of talk about season one there's only one season but season one episode six i'm with the band yeah so this this whole episode is basically about nick and how he wants to be a drummer that is what he wants to do for his career but his dad is doesn't really like his prospects and he warns him like no you're gonna have to join the army this is terrifying sarah this is not a story i feel like we would often see today like i feel like it's very rare that a parent is like i'm gonna force you to go into a military branch um it just doesn't seem as realistic nowadays i mean yes and no the benefits of joining the army is that i mean there are some benefits as in they provide an education like paying for an education when you get out as well as helping you with home ownership and like and structure and, to your day for someone like Nick or like boys mm-hmm. his age, you know, I right. think that's kind of like the stereotypical like guy his age needs right. a little bit more structure. Right. So there's certain benefits. I mean, the downside is that, you know, we really don't take care of our soldiers and our veterans when they get out and the trauma that comes with being in the army and going into war. And um, also it's you're risking your life and it's of course, fucking- yeah terrifying so um i can understand why nick is really afraid um and it seems as though it's what's expected of him because i think his dad was in the military of some capacity now it seems like he's a pilot but we also know that he has older brothers that are also in the army yes and the first person that I recognized in this batch of episodes is actually Nick's dad. And this is, I don't think someone you would recognize, Sarah. Uh, the actor's name is Kevin, I think it's Teague, T-I-G-H-E. He is famous for being a character on Lost. He plays mm-hmm. uh, he plays uh, Sawyer's father on Lost. Mm-hmm. Um, or excuse me, John Locke's father, not Sawyer's father. Um, and uh, And yeah, so I recognized him. And he always plays like a jerk off. So I immediately was like on edge a little bit. How would you um, feel if you were an actress in Hollywood and you only got typecasted and being like a complete see you next Tuesday? I mean, I feel like it would be kind of fun playing like a villain, but also I'd probably get sick and tired of it if that's all I yeah. was ever cast as. Kind of like how Emma Roberts only gets cast as like the little bitchy girl. Yes. Wait, Emma Roberts. Hold on a minute. Emma um, Roberts is julia roberts niece oh yes 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 okay yes her yeah okay you're right she always yeah she never gets like the fun like cutesy roles no Um, she's she only plays a bitch yeah for her we 
see Nick like jamming out on his he has like a massive drum kit, like 25 drums or something crazy. 29, like that. 29, 29. 29 piece kit. And it's interesting how they did this because it's he has like his headphones on and he's rocking out and it makes it look like he's the best drummer that's ever existed. Of course. And he I thought this was so fun because he's jamming out to Rush. And um, I loved this for a few different reasons. One of which being I my one of my favorite movies of all time is I Love You, Man, which Jason Siegel is in. Um, he plays Sidney Fife. And in that movie, him and Paul Rudd's character are obsessed with Rush. Yeah. And he plays the drums in that movie. And so I was like, oh, wow. Like he's now like he's playing Rush on this episode, jamming out on drums. And um, yeah, I, I looked it up because I was interested. Jason Siegel does know how to play drums. So I'm wondering if that was something that like because he's he's been playing since he was really young. I'm wondering if they knew that already when they cast him and like wrote this for that or they were just got lucky that he knew how to play drums already um but i thought that was a really fun little detail of the show yeah i did remember that um that whoa jason siegel thank you jason siegel <laughs> i kept thinking fred siegel i'm like that is not right uh jason siegel <laughs> did play drums um i i guess i remember that at the very least, from my love you, man. I wouldn't be surprised if he played drums in um, How I Met Your Father. God, How I Met Your Mother. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me. I think you're right. It wouldn't surprise me if, it if just he did. It seems very familiar. And, I, I mean, I think that it's kind of like the old thing of, you know how, like, when people sing poorly? Yeah. They have to be, like, you have to sing well to sing poorly if oh, you know what yeah. i mean yeah you have to be good at something to then like reverse engineer and be bad at it right and when i was watching this um adam was just like he sucks at drums and that made me think that like you have to be good at drums to know to what look bad like drums sound like yeah yeah and it's really interesting because of course he has a band with like all the all the freaks so um we have nick on drums daniel's on guitar freaking seth rogan on vocals feels like the worst idea ever um and then um sean is on bass and i thought this was so funny so they're trying to like name the band right they have this whole conversation about what we're going to name the band nick wants to name it creation how do you feel about this name for a band um it's fine like i i actually don't have a problem with the name creation i think i like it better than like anarchist child or whatever <laughs> yeah i like i like the name creation i like a one name like a, a single word for a name for a band i think it's like memorable it's easy it feels like something from the 80s uh, so that yes. makes sense and I thought this was so funny. So they're at, so yeah, the other options that they had discussed were mission control, anarchy's child. Um, and they're all at band practice and Lindsay and Kim are there like cheering them on. And I thought it was so funny. Cause I'm immediately with Lindsay and I'm like, Oh my God, they like suck so badly. But Kim is just like jamming. <laughs> Kim loves it. She's such a rocker girl. She thinks that it's the best music that she's ever heard. And like I think that Lindsay is interesting because she's like this band sucks, but Nick is like really good. He's like a serious musician. Yeah, he really actually wants to play. And so, but Nick is not the type to then be like, "Come on guys, let's get serious." Like he's going to go no. with the crowd, you know? Whereas yeah. Lindsay is the one who says, "Okay, well then maybe you, you guys need to practice more like you're you're good, but you're not good enough to meet win competitions, especially if you want to be a serious drummer. Oh yeah. They want to do battle of the bands. That was the motivator um, out of this. Right. But none of the other band members really give a shit about any of this. And no. Nick has all this pressure because his dad is like, if you don't do well, like I'm going to send you off to the army. And also he's like, I'm going to make you get rid of your, all your drum kit. Um, so that was like a lot of pressure on Nick. And then he also has the added pressure of Lindsay basically being like, you guys aren't as good as you think you are. It's like, Lindsay, like, you know, like, let's not poke our nose into these people's business a little bit. I think that she had, like, a lot of opinions this episode. Like, I do like the motivation that's like, hi, Nick, like, you can be a drummer if you want to be. But I think it's really interesting of, I mean, how many times did you hear as a child that grew up in the 90s, like, 
You can be anything that you want to be. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was but a common also, phrase. Yeah. Yeah. But also it's because we had like the privilege to grow up with like the idea that like we could be anything that we want to be. We were because... allowed to be dreamers when we were kids for sure. Right. Yeah. And also like, I mean, I don't know about you, but like my family was had the money to like send me off to college and they were like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. I kind of wish that they were like, bitch, have some guidance and don't get into a, a fine arts degree, but whatever. They're like, you can be yeah. whatever you want to be. Um, but Nick doesn't have that privilege. Like he doesn't have parents that are like, you can do anything that you want. Like, yeah. So it's kind of interesting that like Lindsay's like pushing Nick and is like, Nick, you can be a drummer. You can be a rock star. You can do anything that you want right. to be. And Nick, as much as says, is like, no one's ever said that to me in my life before. And obviously, yeah. he already really values and has feelings for Lindsay. So he's going to listen to her, especially when she's like, you should tell these guys that they suck which causes the band to break up yeah, they have this. They have this big blowout where Nick's like, that wasn't very good. Like we need to actually work and none of them care. And so they all quit the band and with Daniel, as he leaves says rock and roll doesn't uh, don't come from your brain. It comes from your crotch. <laughs> Great advice. Great like, advice. Okay. Elvis um, said that actually that's an Elvis quote. <laughs> and so the gang is really pissed at Lindsay because she's the reason that the band broke up. She's the Yoko. Um, she's the exactly. She's the Yoko, but she has good news for Nick. And I thought the scene was very funny because he's he's using one of those lawnmowers that like literally doesn't even have like a motor. You just like push it. Uh, mm -hmm. And so she goes up to him and she's like, "I found out something great. Dimension, which is apparently a really good like band in Detroit, is looking for a new drummer." And so Nick is like thrilled about this he's like so excited they go to the auditions and Lindsay's like trying to pep talk him and everything but it's and she she kisses him which like that was oh well, sorry let me I'm getting ahead of myself he feels that it, it, he did terribly he sucks like he's not a very good drummer it, it, he can be a good drummer but like he does need practice he's certainly not good enough to just join this band suddenly yeah like everybody's five years older um they you know he gets discouraged because like it's kind of like small fish in a big pond right exactly like, you yeah. think that you're really good and then you go into like a more professional setting and then you realize that you kind of blow comparatively so he's really hard on himself he's really down and he's like i'm gonna have to go to the army like i don't have a future like my life sucks and like Lindsay is like gosh what can i do to make him feel better i'm going it's like to a pity kiss, kiss. It really is it a pity kiss. You think so? Well, I think, okay. I think it can be multiple things, but if I'm going to like put percentages on it, I think it's like 60 or 70% pity and like 30 to 40%. This guy's kind of cute and okay. Well, I kind of hate that because like Nick's the good guy. He doesn't deserve oh, a he pity is. kiss. No, of course not. And especially because the kiss means so much to Nick. And unfortunately it doesn't, mean as much to Lindsay, which we kind of find out later on when all everybody all the freaks make up because as nick says we say a lot of shit to each other all the time they mm -hmm. heard about what happened at the audition and they're really good friends and they start like trash talking dimension like which is the thing that you want your friends to do this yeah. is the tale as old as time sarah of like if i tell you my day has sucked and like this person is the worst person ever. Your job is not to be like, well, think about it from their point of view. Your no. job is to say, no, fuck that bitch. Like, that's no. your job. You we know? don't like devil's advocate here. No, absolutely. Not when your friend is like feeling down, you know, you no, gotta, no, no. no one wants to get rejected. Advocate. Rejection yeah. sucks. Um, yeah. Also, hold on. This is my favorite part of this scene. When Kim Kelly mouths to Lindsay, you are a slut. I knew you would love that moment. I think it's so funny. She's just like, what a slut. And then she's like, I heard you jumped Nick. Yeah, you jumped him. You are a slut. Um, which is like, okay, how did this get around? Did Nick tell Daniel and Daniel told Kim? Definitely. Okay, that's because Nick is so excited. Like he yeah. definitely told his I guys. just want to make sure that like Nick is not like going to the bros and being like, guess what? Like I hooked up with 
Lindsay, which no. is not like Nick, but still, no, I how did it get him... to Lindsay? So, I mean, how did it get to him so quick? Definitely through Daniel. And yeah. obviously, like we should say, if people didn't rewatch the episode before listening to the podcast, the way Kim says it is very much like, oh, hey, slut, like very like friendly, not in like a wow, you're such a whore, like in a very like, hey, slut, you know, like now we're now you're actually a freak. Now you're not such a poser is how it felt yeah. to me that she's like kind of including her because when they, they kind of walk off together. And it very much feels like a, oh, well, you're dating Nick and I'm dating Daniel. And so now you're actually a freak, you know? I guess. Like, I kind of feel like Kim just wanted the deets. Also could be that because Kim definitely wants all the details and all the dirty gossip. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so then we, <laughs> for the freaks, rest of the freaks episode, we, we see Nick, like, working on drums. He's trying to practice. And Lindsay, of course, is, like, forced to be there. And she's, like, his, like, dry ice bitch. No, this is the <laughs> worst. This Okay, when you're responsible for either fog or dry ice, you know that, like, you're in your own personal hell. I remember I was on a film set for student film, and I was the fog machine girl. And no. all I did was press that fog machine button over and over and over again. And I just felt like a fucking bitch, to be honest with you. Yeah, of course you did, because that's really, like, that's such a shitty job. It's the it's the worst job. I mean, at least with dry ice, there's, like, some element of danger, because if you touch it, your whole fucking hand falls off yeah she does like wear that. gloves or whatever you're not yeah. supposed to touch it it'll burn yeah. you I think, have you right? ever have you uh, yeah have you ever seen dry ice in person um no like i've been to like a concert where they use dry ice but i haven't yeah. actually seen like the brick of it no yeah i i i i have some experience in dry ice oh did you yeah. work for a band no i i worked like at like an ice skating gala oh oh yeah. Yeah. cool fancy yeah. and i feel like we should address this because people probably want to know i neither one of us were in like bands growing up like obviously no. like school band i was in but not like a band band mm -mm. but i did date a guy who oh was in no a band. no 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 what did he play he was the lead vocalist oh god i would <laughs> Why never are you doing that <laughs> i would never like to be honest with you like Why the would last you never? thing i would want is to date somebody in a band um, I, at the time I was like 16, 17, I thought it was like very hot. cool. It was yeah. very hot and it was, it gets worse, Sarah. Can I make it worse for you? Yeah. I would love to hear more details. <laughs> Tell me you slut. <laughs> it wasn't even like a band band. It was like a like screamo band, you know what oh. I mean? Like the heavy, heavy, like mosh heavy metal. pit shit. Yeah. 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 I pretended to like metal music for a little bit of time as well. I mean, I pretended to like metal music while I did it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like pretend, but I I I went to all of his like. What color was your hair and, at that point? Um, my hair's always been brown, but no, I, it hasn't. That's such a lie. You dyed your hair like red and black, and okay, I've never dyed it black. Um, I've dyed it like cherry coke. Yeah, and I've dyed it like an auburny brown, yeah, but exactly. like it's still very. What, was your hair cherry coke when you're dating him? Partially, yeah. Like yeah. I I dyed it a few different colors, like while I dated him. Yeah. yeah. Since uh, I've known you and you've not been a poser, you've only had the same color hair. Yeah, because I got real lazy. <laughs> no, and I don't. I'm bad. I'm bad at upkeep with my yeah. hair. I never can keep up with like. Mm -hmm. I did highlights for a while. I did a balayage one time. Took like four hours. Never again. No, thank you, ma'am. Uh, but no, I'm just I'm too lazy to do anything. If I did anything with it, if if I could do anything with it, I should say. I would love to put like color, like fun color in my hair, mm. but my hair is too dark and it doesn't hold, it doesn't retain color very well. It just like mm. rejects color completely. So it's not really something I could do without completely toasting and roasting my hair first, which I don't like. Toast do. and roast your hair. Yeah. yeah. No, I've, uh, I've never dated somebody in a band. Thank goodness. Bands are hot. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't want to date all these degenerates that like. <laughs> Are, yeah they're mean to their moms and they, we don't know what we never saw nick with his mom so we don't know <laughs> no but she even has mom. she she cans her own vegetables <laughs> she probably does no she does that was oh, like a whole that, that was a remember. whole a whole thing um okay yeah. let's talk about what's going on with the geeks because talk about muscle memory like relatable trauma. content okay, this is very relatable content because um not the part where I went streaking all around the That's school. obviously what happened. That's not what happened. But the emotional trauma that I faced 
went ahead to do with the locker room. Oh, I see there to me, there were dual sources of trauma in this episode. Okay. And one of which was showering after gym. That was a big one for me. But the other one was the very first thing we hear about with the geeks, which is the presidential fitness test. Yeah. Which which is eliminated by now. You know what? So happy for the children today because anytime they were like, Hey, we're running the mile today. I was like, I'm sick. I can't. No, I won't. I I shan't. Um, is the is the presidential fitness test? Is that the one where you had to run across the gym and it would beep and you had to get there before it beeped again? What? Okay, so there was like a couple of different things that there was like all the missions. So number one, it was the mile. Yeah, I hated that worst part of it. The sprints. Oh, I found it. Six parts. Yeah. Okay. Can I? Can I? Can I? You can go and I'll see if you're. Yeah. So the mile. Then there was like the the suicide sprints, like the short, like you run there and then you run back and then you run there and you run back. Yeah, and they call them something else nowadays, but I don't know what they're called. Okay. Pull-ups. Yes. Push-ups. Yes. Or no, sit-ups. Uh, wait, pull-ups. Sorry, and sit-ups. sit-ups. Yes, yeah. that's correct. Pull-ups Some of and these sit-ups. are not what I did, but that's okay. And the, the reach yes i remember I that the reach i yes because i'm not flexible leave me alone yeah. and then that's five i don't know if i remember what the sixth is so sit-ups push-ups uh shuttle run which yeah, the is shuttle the run thing, is what i was just saying that's the yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. that thing the sit and reach uh and the one mile endurance that's all of them oh so i got them all you got them all yeah okay. this was and let me be clear, like, I remember, I and I, you know me, I'm very competitive. So, like, the things like the sit-ups and stuff, I was pretty good at. I could do a bunch of sit-ups. The shuttle run, I was also not terrible at. It was the mile that got me. I'm not good at endurance running. I hated it. And, like, it, what made it worse is you're not, if I could just, like, put me on a treadmill, call it a day. But, like, I hated that I knew I was so much slower than everyone else. And you yeah. could, like, literally see me being, like, very, very slow. It was the worst. I hated when we had to do the mile. I always felt sick to my stomach. And this, hey, uh, early signs of me having anxiety of like knowing it was coming up and just being unable to relax knowing it was coming yeah. up. It really Horrifying. sucked. It really did. I really hated it as well. I mean, in terms of the mile, like I just like couldn't give a shit. So I just walked it. It's like, who am I trying to compete against? I here? wish I couldn't give a shit, Sarah. I would have loved to not give I a shit. I just walked it. Like if my if my time is 20 minutes, then like why do I give a shit? Why am I competing with the quarterback who has the eight minute mile? Like, why do I fucking care about that? Yeah, I don't listen. I don't care now, but I definitely cared then. And thank God we didn't have to do what the geeks have to do, which is like climb this freaking rope, which is dangerous because what if you just fucking fall? You die. I mean, you you you're not gonna fall in die i would um, die <laughs> but yeah i mean that really sucked and then like after that he makes an announcement that there's a new district policy that they have to shower after they have gym which my school did not require of me but it sounds like yours did i will yeah let me make a correction it wasn't that like you just randomly had to shower it was whenever we specifically used the pool and oh. the tricky thing was so I'm not going to get too deep into this, but like we had a middle school and a high school and they were separated by a big parking lot, but the, the pool was located in the high school, not the middle school. So as middle schoolers, we'd have to, first of all, get changed, whatever, go all the way to the high school, do like 10 minutes of swimming before, like, again, it was like a 40 minute period, then go stupid. Yeah. Then go all the way back. And then you had, it was a requirement to shower. And I was terrified, you know, like as an adolescent who like had boobs since I was in like second grade, like I was so desperately uncomfortable with this, but it was something they required you do. And it was always so obvious when like I would get that pit in my stomach when I'd see someone come into class who had like a gym class earlier than mine and their hair was wet. I would be like, oh no, it's a swim day. You know what I mean? Like you would just, it was awful. So you, so you didn't have to shower. It was just like, you could, if you wanted to. Well, it seems as though like they have to shower, which gives Sam a lot of anxiety. It would give me a lot of anxiety too. Like for me personally, like I being like, you know, like a bigger girl, like I like really did not feel comfortable changing in front of other girls. And I think that like, even if I was, I mean, I think I was even smaller, but like comparatively to like those like skinny, skinny, like 
girls. My, like, I did not just, have a thigh gap. That's all I it needed to right, be yeah. consisting of is me not having a thigh gap to feel desperately insecure. So it was it was really horrible to just like think about changing in front of other girls and i can't imagine like showering in front of other girls like naked and like a public platform like that like that sounds terrifying and so uncomfortable especially because like i said i had like a, a problem with changing in front of them like i eventually i mean like i think like the the way that i like got around it was like well number one my trick of putting my gym clothes over my regular clothes did not work I definitely got caught. Yeah. Um, but like eventually I started changing in the bathroom stalls and that's how I felt comfortable. I just yeah. like I really feel for Sam and the other geeks in this situation because to shower in front of these boys who are actively harassing them oh it's, yeah, it, it's awful, awful. It's and awful. especially because so they try to get away with not showering by just like wetting their hair they get caught then sam is like the most insecure about this whole situation like neil very quickly kind of gets over it and bill is like i actually could probably need a shower so maybe i should but sam is the one who really struggles the most and so he like he even hides in the um in the in the bathroom the stall yeah he's like standing up on the toilet so he's really he's just like really distraught about this and so the mistake is that happens is when his family finds out and mr weir is just like do you know how many men have seen me naked uh, show him your butt you show him and then they force Lindsay to tell your brother he has a beautiful body right because like mr weir's advice is like you need to be proud of your body like you have to be proud of who you are and then yeah. mrs weir's thing was like okay mr weir tell your son you have a beautiful body and he's like i just did and then she's like okay Lindsay, tell your brother you have a beautiful body and like they're like this is so weird it's and gross and twisted yeah you're an yeah. adonis if i you're wasn't your sister yeah yeah and then like it's just like okay this is too much so yeah. um that was a really funny scene uh then like sam gets like even more trauma thrown at him where he eventually yeah. does take a shower but then he gets locked out of yeah, the locker room alan takes alan. his towel locks him out and if i'm if it's me i'm like yelling for like bill and neil you know because they're still in there well those little motherfuckers did nothing well I, the last thing i would do is run down the hallway like that just seems yeah. like the worst idea well, he's and like oh i have a pair of shorts in my locker so then but like his lockers all the way across yeah, and, he, and not only does he, like, sprint around, but then he, like, is just waving his arms around. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, I don't have that particular set of genitalia, but, like, you know I'd be, like, holding it all in, yeah, you know? Yeah, cover the junk. What are you doing? Yeah. And, of course, he sees Cindy, and then um, at the very end, like, he's he's terribly embarrassed. You know, Alan is still, like, making fun of him and just basically making his life hell. And Cindy heard he streaked, and she's just like, woohoo! She, like, loves it. Yeah, Cindy liked it, because apparently this is, like, such a boss move to streak. So instead of, like, everybody making fun of him, everyone's like, you go, Sam. Like, you really showed it to the man. Yeah, which you know what? It's it's ridiculous, but at the very least, he's not further traumatized by this entire I situation. I guess I think that this is going to cause him therapy and I would love to charge Alan the hundreds of dollars that's going to cost him. Alan and Mr. Weir for making my sister say that I'm an Adonis. <laughs> I'm an Adonis. I have a beautiful body. Put it on but a person, really liked- and put it on your wall. I thought this episode was actually really good in terms of giving us these really fun specific storylines that like are somewhat relatable, right? Like, you know, I wasn't in a band or anything, but like all of us have felt a certain amount of pressure from our parents in terms of succeeding, in terms of like picking the right career path. Um, and I really, I, I thought like the, specifically the showering in gym class and feeling just like so insecure was mm-hmm. so, so, so relatable. It was, it was definitely relatable. I definitely, as we talked about, struggled yeah. with ch- the whole gym situation. Like gym, awful. gym was not my friend. 
when no. it became because like for us we had three marking periods of gym and one marking period of health when it became the health marking period i was a happy bitch yeah, you're like yes i don't have to change i don't have yeah. to run give nope. me a pen and paper good to go yeah yeah exactly yeah really enjoyed this episode uh let's take a quick ad break and then we'll talk through carded and discarded Hey, Sarah, I know you've been really into reading lately and you've gotten me into it as well. Yeah, well, you know what? Book of the Month made it really easy because Book of the Month offers just a few new selections every month, saving readers the hassle of figuring out what to read. One of the biggest deterrents for me is that like when I go to the library, there's like thousands and thousands of books and I'm like, I, 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 get, I don't even know what to pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. They focus on new and emerging authors, which means these are books that we probably wouldn't have found out about otherwise, which is super nice. Yeah, and we also, um, I love having a really aesthetic bookshelf and the the books that we got, it was like beautiful, high quality hardcover books, plus free shipping, which came really quickly. Love free shipping. Uh, you and I both chose The Return of Ellie Black by Amiko Jean, which is a thriller about a missing girl. And I honestly, I really, I really couldn't put it down. I think I read it in about a 48 hour time period. It had twists, it had turns, kept me guessing the entire way through up until the very last page. So tell me what you liked about the book then. Yeah. Uh, it was it was really good and I'm excited to dive into the other book that I have um but the great thing is Sarah is that listeners can sign up for book of the month to discover new emerging authors by going to bookofthemonth.com and using code pedals for just five dollars wow what a deal check out book of the month club for all of your reading needs yeah, seriously. Every month you could get a new group of books that you just, you know, fall in love with. So go to bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS for just $5 and enjoy reading. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, so our next episode, of course, is all about fake IDs. And we're still bringing up like bands and stuff because like the freaks, of course, want to go see they they want to go to a show. They want to go to this bar, but not all of them have fake IDs. And the other thing is they really do a good job of like seeding in in the very beginning that this guidance counselor, Mr. Ross, is like actually a really good guitar player. And not just that, but he's familiar with Alice Cooper, which is a surprise for the kids because like. They also love Alice Cooper, you know? Yeah, I mean, they're kind of learning that teachers are just, like, people that are, like, 15 years older than you, mm -hmm. if that, and, like, are just normal people. But, um, yeah, it was a cute little Easter egg when Nick was, like, actually, like, he's, like, really good at guitar. Like, he did a really good job. Yeah, he sang and played guitar for the song 18, and it was really good, and Mr. Ross is like particularly worried about Lindsay because she's still hanging out with the freaks. He's like, you're not one of them, but she, I, I think this is like such a bad approach though. Cause the more that you say that, the more she's going to want to be one of them and prove yeah. that she's one of them. You exactly. Know? Exactly. And I like, he, you know, I think that it is a little bit concerning where Lindsay last year, her, I don't know. Was she a junior? I think she is. Yeah. So her sophomore year, she was a mathlete. She hung out with a totally different crowd. She was not skipping out on class or doing these things. So yeah, like he's doing his job by being a good guidance counselor and realizing that there is like something going on with her where they're kind of fucking up is that like, he's not like isolating like what the situation is. And also he's like, you know basically putting down other students for like to make her feel 
some sort of way which she doesn't so this whole thing like he kind of like follows her around with some like uh ivy league brochures and she's just like go away maybe i don't want to go to college and this is where she's kind of landing um she winds up getting three hundred dollars from her aunt and uncle for her college fund for her birthday and i'm just like happened to you like not necessarily getting the ton of money but like that you would get money yes that like specifically went towards like a college fund yes yeah this happened to me in terms of like when i was younger i i remember whenever i would have like a birthday party like with family and stuff where you would tend to get money over like your friends parties where you get more gifts you know if you had like a birthday party that was like a family birthday party and you got money i remember my parents would always make me put I don't know how, what percentage it was, if it was half or what, like away into either savings or like a college fund or something like that. Like I always had, I had to put in a specific amount. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. Like, no, I did not have to do that, mm-hmm. but there was definitely times where my family gave me money that was specifically for college stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just thought this was interesting because even though this is like specified as it's supposed to be earmarked for college. Her parents don't like put it in a bank account or anything like Lindsay just has control of it. Um, So she's allowed to just, you know, eventually spend it on fake IDs. Um, But the other like storyline that really cracked me up in this that kind of goes in tandem with this is how badly Mr. Weir wants to spend like quality family time together. And he's just like obsessed with this game called Pit. Have you Mm -hmm. ever played this game before? I haven't, but Adam has. And he said that it's like a great game. Yeah, so apparently it's a it's a card game that is it seems to me to be similar to like Settlers of Catan, um, where there's like some kind of bidding and there's like wheat and barley and like different commodities that you need. Um, but he really wants to play this. Did you ever have this in your family where it was like tonight we're going to spend time together as a family? Oh yeah, like absolutely. We had like family dinner where we all had to sit and have dinner together at the table. There was times like I mean, for us it was like watching Survivor right. or like Amazing Race and just like spending time together or I mean f- family vacations where we would spend time together as a family. Shout mm-hmm. out to the worst vacation they ever went to, which was to Vermont and Maine and I wanted to drown myself. Um, but I, 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 we definitely had like required family time and the older you get, the less tolerance you have for this family time. Yeah. For my family, very big on, we all eat a meal together and it's at the dinner table and we're not allowed to watch TV except my dad eventually watched the news while we ate. Um, so that was like a big thing. Usually game nights, my dad wasn't as big on games. Like it was like pulling like teeth to get him to play with us, but my mom always would. And then um, the other thing, so we we never had much television in common. Like there wasn't usually stuff that like all, like everyone in my family wanted to watch, except every single weeknight, 7.30 p.m., Friends was on. Friends ran reruns mm. every, every, yeah. every night, 7.30. And Thursdays at 8 was when the show was on. And the fact that I remember this just proves like how I remember it being like a thing that we watched Friends. I was far too young to start watching Friends when I watched it. I had a lot of the jokes went over my head um but that was like the thing that we did so i can appreciate like as people in our 30s i feel like we can appreciate mr and mrs weir in this episode for like actually want like giving a single shit about their kids and like wanting to hang out with them but like you also were we were kids too like we understand wanting to like go hang with our friends you know and i love mrs weir being like we can't force them to do this you know how about why can't family night be like on a wednesday Wednesdays are not hot commodities. This is true. This is so, true. Like, why are you on Friday night? Yeah, why a Friday or a Saturday? Like you're just setting yeah. your up, yourself up for failure. Do it on a Tuesday. Yeah. Nobody has anything to do on a Tuesday. Yeah. And so uh, Lindsay decides we need to get some fake IDs. I can actually pay for them so that we can go and see this band. And Kim already has one. Um, Daniel apparently got yeah from her cousin daniel's got taken because he didn't know what astrological sign he was yeah so then he goes on this like little two-minute rampage about how astrology sucks and as two astrology girlies like uh how'd you feel about this yeah i didn't like this because in my opinion the people who hate astrology are usually the people who haven't really looked into it at all and just Mm -hmm. go based on their sun sign and that's it 
uh, yeah, there's that. There's also the thing that like we can all have our own separate beliefs and that's okay. And, and we're not hurting my... anybody and we're just exactly. having fun. Yeah, my belief fun. in something doesn't affect you. So your belief in whatever you believe in doesn't affect me. And that's okay. There we can go. just exist and stay in our own lanes. How about that, you fucking ass? There you go. Um, but so, did you recognize the hmm. first fake ID guy that we meet? No. Okay. So he works. This is the guy that works at like the clothing store and he's dressed yes. like a 70s porn star. Yes. Um, Jason Schwartzman is the actor. Most recently, he was in Asteroid City. Um, okay. Forget Asteroid City. Everyone's obsessed with Asteroid City. Listen, it looks like I a saw cult. it. Yeah. I saw it. Did it's you a Wes Anderson film? Um, Did you see the where they were circling around in a circle? Yeah, I like didn't care. I didn't care for um for it. Honestly, I heard it was I, a great movie. The people that love Wes Anderson movies, I think, really liked it. I like Wes Anderson movies. I don't understand Wes Anderson movies. It's too high intellectual for it you. is. I don't need it. But he was in, he was the fake ID guy. That was Jason Schwartzman, and so he's like, okay, it's going to be a hundred dollars for all of these fakes, and it's ridiculous because when they get them back they're like like two of the guys are asian like it's they're really really well, bad they're vietnamese ideas. because they're all from canada and apparently there's a big vietnamese community in canada yeah this is so ridiculous like it's they're really really bad and so they're like oh man we got like ripped off and our money is gone so we're gonna have to go and get another set of fake IDs. We're going to have to spend more money. But luckily, Lindsay has a hookup. Because Millie's cousin is a hoodlum. This is so funny. I love her being like, I'm not telling you, Lindsay, so that you could break the law. Oh, my God. Fucking Millie. Yeah, Millie's cousin is, uh, is a ruffian. And <laughs> essentially, she, like, what, he got caught for stealing um hood ornaments from cars and then got thrown wow. into jail and apparently like it's like the big shame in millie's family this of course cousin. it is yeah so she she figures out where millie's cousin lives and they go meet him and he looks like a sociopath like i am afraid of him you should be um did you know this actor because this is another one of the actors that i recognize i don't remember insane. shit it's fine you don't need to his name is kevin corrigan he's in just he's in a lot of stuff but the thing that i recognized him from was like there was a sitcom that aired in the early aughts i believe mm -hmm. um i'm trying to find it now and that he was in and it was like this the, a redheaded family and then he was like the brother or something grounded for life that is the show i'm talking oh, about oh so I he do. was in that i do remember that show that's where i recognized him from but he's like a big time creepo he's hitting on Lindsay, and uh she tells him because we learned earlier that like Lindsay really isn't that into nick like her we see these like Kind of like a Greece style conversation happening where it's like the girls are on one side and the boys are on the other. And Kim and Lindsay are kind of talking about uh, Lindsay and Nick's relationship. And Lindsay very much is like, eh, we're just doing whatever. It was just one kiss. It's no big deal. But Nick does not view it that way at all, Sarah. It's a problem. It's a problem. Uh, this is why you need to communicate and make sure you're on the same page. He's mm -hmm. like head over heels in love with her. She is like could care less and it's like it's gonna become a problem definitely i definitely i i saw a sneaky peek of next week's episode title and i am v concerned yeah yeah it's not great he's like oh we we're in that place where we don't really need to even discuss this thing we're on the same page yeah. but while they're getting their fake ids this guy is such a creepo he's like hitting on Lindsay, and Lindsay like has a good tactic of being like oh this is my boyfriend nick because she doesn't want this guy hitting on her yeah this is called things that girls have to do to just survive on the day-to-day -day. truly truly yes um and uh and at the same time we have this conversation happening between um daniel and kim where she finds out that daniel wasn't left behind just once but twice so he's actually 18 wow <laughs> Kim knows how to pick them. <laughs> like, I, I mean, like, I really don't care. Like, good for Daniel. Like, you got, okay, I guess I'm supposed to feel bad because 
you know. No, because we saw his game that he played. No, we don't feel listen, bad for him. Listen, he was in elementary school and he was told <laughs> that there is a track one, a track two, and a track three. Track one is for the smart kids. Track three is for the dumb kids. And then he was told that he was in track three and he knew from a very early age, from 11 on, that he was a dumb kid. How do you think that makes him feel, Jessica? Yeah. I don't care how it makes him feel because he sucks and I don't like him. Uh, it made him feel bad. That's what the that's what happened. Yeah. So they do eventually get uh, fake IDs and they go to this uh, this bar so that they can go see a band called Feedback. And they're sitting there. They're like so excited. And I don't know how they didn't already know this. Maybe it's just because I'm used to like the age of social media. But it turns out that the lead singer of this band is freaking Mr. Russo. And he notices them, of course, because they're right in front. And he calls them out and he's like, let's get them a round of sodas, everybody. Hey, yeah, a round of pop. No beer for you. It very much reminds me of when Mr. Feeney like, turned out <gasps> to be the saxophone player. Yes, yes very big vibes like that yeah so uh that's the end of the freaks storyline i mean this felt like i mean not to me it wasn't as relatable but like you know typical typical teenage shenanigans i've said this yeah. before on one of the other many podcasts we've done i've never had a fake id far too much of an anxious person to ever want a fake id plus when i was of the age where like a fake id would be helpful like between ages like you know 16 and 20 or whatever i had a boyfriend who was over 21 if i really wanted to get alcohol anyway so it was nothing ever i felt like i needed or wanted yeah i just found a bar that let us in and there you go let us drink <laughs> easier tactic yeah um and then we have the geeks storyline uh where there's a new girl in school named maureen and yeah. She's a gorgeous little thing. She has her long, she's straight very pretty. hair. Yeah, she's very, very pretty. And, and she's nice. Very nice. She's, like, so kind. They So she's, like, sitting at the table they usually sit at for lunch. And they go up to her and they're like, oh, this is usually where we should sit. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'll move. And they're like, no, you can stay. And she's like, oh, really? Like, she can't believe her luck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really i'm not the hottest person that you've ever seen in your life and you're just letting me stay here yeah uh so it was kind of it was really cute like it was really endearing because like she's a nice girl like she comes from wherever she comes from and oh florida because like, she tells these oh, wild yeah, ass stories about florida of course because the the florida. Old florida man if you google florida man like there's always like yeah. the craziest headlines that ever exist but um yeah she's like really really nice and she's also like a bit of a geek in a way like she yeah. is really interested in like getting her hands dirty and she likes the rockets and like she like is really into like eating um unlimited meat which is i guess like a geeky <laughs> thing to do i don't know yeah i really loved the rocket launch scene because when when they're like all standing in the parking lot and she's running to get to them i love i think it's neil who says like oh my god she's running to get to us <laughs> like they're they couldn't believe their luck yeah i mean and she gives them the time of the day and i think it was like extremely genuine like unlike how in this episode i feel like some people treat eli which i get increasingly more uncomfortable with of course in every yeah. scene um but like she genuinely wants to be friends with them and like she also like doesn't really care about the politics of like who's popular who's not who's a cheerleader she's just who's a, a general jock. friendly person and this yeah. this gives me big vibes of like a few people i went to school with where um, and obviously she's a, she's a little young, but like once they get a little older, right? Like I'm thinking like 16 or so of like kind of that girl who like doesn't realize how pretty she is because like maybe she wasn't always so pretty. Maybe she was a little bit of like a ugly duckling this sort of thing. This girl has like two brothers and has always been like throwing Rough down on the with. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. She's like, um, oh, 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 from now and then, um, Roberta. Roberta, Roberta, yes, yeah. yes, you're so right. That's who this girl is. And so, like, she doesn't, it doesn't phase her at all that she's hanging out with the geeks. 
And uh, it's so funny because, and again, this is relatable content where you have the three boys hanging out and they all admit they're all like in love with Maureen and they can't decide. And this is like very disgusting and very of the time where they can't decide, quote unquote, like who gets her, who you gets know? Her. Yeah. Um, and I love the, I think it's Bill who says, she's the kind of woman you can cut the cheese in front of. Yeah, they have this whole talk about like, can you f- uh, fart in front of your wife or not? Can you do you do you do you just does Will fart in front of you? Yeah, we're married. Yeah, of course. And he does. you fart in front of Will? Yeah, I mean it's not like I'm like trying to, but like so if I have like, to fart, I have to fart. So, but like, what's what's the how do you rip off the band aid? I think honestly, I feel like it's always accidental. Like I remember it was very early. It was like probably only a few months in to our relationship. Mm-hmm. I think he farted first, and I'm pretty sure we both just like started laughing. Cause I mean, you know me. I am very like low maintenance. Like, I don't care. People fart and burp and spit all the like not spit. Don't spit in front of me. That's gross. But like Yeah, don't spit. I don't like spitting. Spit is disgusting. Unless you like actively have to spit. You know what I mean? Like if there's something gross in your mouth Does or anybody I don't know. actively have to spit. If there's a bug in your mouth or something, like okay, sure. Sure, 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 sure. Um, but but yeah, no, farting is totally normal. Now I understand that at this age, though, like the idea of farting in front of someone you like is absolutely mortifying. Yeah. The thing that cracked me up most though was like I have not heard anybody say cut the cheese in like a decade. In a while. Yeah, that's definitely a like middle schoolism. And it cracked me up so much, especially I don't know, something about the way Bill said it really cracked me up. And I love this. So they have the idea of like, we're going to put our names in a helmet and Neil and Sam don't trust each other. So they're like, okay, Bill is going to pick the paper and he picks the paper and on it is written Bill the stud. Bill the stud. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then there's a realization that he always cheats at this game because he wets the paper so that he can feel for which one is the wettest. I love this move by Bill because he's the one yeah. that everyone trusts. Right, exactly. But I, I don't know if he's going to get that right anymore. Did you see what uh, helmet the... It was a fo- sports helmet, but okay. no, I, I didn't. But football, I, it was football. Okay, now, was it a Bears you know- helmet? That's no, it's a Lions though. helmet. Amazing, because Detroit. they're from... Detroit, yeah. Detroit Lions, nailed it amazing i'm, so, I'm, I'm so really impressive. impressed actually thank you how'd you know that where'd you get that from um so let me like this isn't gonna be a long story I, like in terms of the midwestern um football teams yeah i'm when a midwestern I was, girly so i'm glad that yeah, you're, you're asking me you're now a midwestern girly um when i was dating a guy who was super into football he was like you have to pick a team and his team was the Jets. And I was like, they suck. And I'm not liking the same team you like. None of the other New York teams really spoke to me. And so I, for some reason, was really dead set on having a Midwestern team. And my options were, uh, that I liked, were the Vikings, because they were purple. Uh, the Lions, because they're the Lions, and I like Lions. Um, and the Green Bay Packers. And the Bears weren't even in contention. I'm so sorry to your boyfriend, Adam, but I didn't care about the Bears. So I, I really liked those three teams. That's probably why I know the Detroit Lions. Okay, and I also, well, they were silver pants, which I liked. They do. So you were, you got it right. You got, that was um, a very impressive sports corner for you. And I'm, Thank you. I'm glad that the Weir family shares a uh, football team with you. Yeah. Well, no, I don't like the Lions, but they do. Oh. Okay. I almost did. I almost picked the Lions, but because, they wait, also who really did you? Suck. Who did you pick? The Vikings was who I went to. Oh, because of purple. The purple. Okay. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So Bill the Stud gets the girl in their heads, but then the popular girls start swooping in. They're like they're swooping in trying to take Maureen. Yes, they're like, hi. This is another pretty girl. We are pretty girl. We obtain mm-hmm. pretty girl for our own. Um, usage and then the boys are freaking out because they're like we're losing her we yeah, had her neil doesn't we're want her to become her. a pod person <laughs> she's gonna become a pod person she's gonna become a cheerleader the worst thing in the world of what you could possibly be in their heads honestly she's so, like a great cheerleader because she's very like peppy and like yes, happy very you know? very well, yeah so um they try these different tactics to get 
Maureen to stay and hang out with them. Some of which is distraction based. Yeah, with Eli. Eli, which I did not like. No, of and- course not. They make him like they're like, oh my god, we heard that Vicky doesn't like Three's Company, and it's not funny. And Eli is like obsessed with Three's Company, so he yeah. goes off and talks her ear off about Three's Company. Um, yeah. Can I ask you about Maureen's takes on pudding? disgusting and i fucking hate it Thank she's you. trash and i well that she's not trash but that no, was but that's a dis- like the skin really on top gross. of pudding never my life my husband was like mm-hmm. i agree with her it might be cause for divorce i actively did the same thing you did which was like kind of felt myself gagging because it's so nasty william <laughs> <laughs> you know he's listening to <laughs> william talk directly to him tell him i'm Come on. like i am such an advocate for you like i you really, really are. i yeah. really like you i really support you in all of your endeavors but that is vile behavior yeah yeah vile, it's gross. very vile um so yeah so and, and and then they they try to distract her with the meats because they go they go to an all you can yeah. eat rib, um a ribs uh restaurant where they can eat as many ribs as you like, which um works because she really did want to come and eat all the meat, um but not enough for her to not want to go to Vicky's party. Yeah, yeah, and this is so they go to this restaurant and I recognized one more person. <laughs> Which again, who's this? It's wild. Um, so uh, the actor, I'm not sure on how to pronounce this, but it's like David Kochner, Kochner. Um, I mostly recognized him from The Office, where he plays Todd Packer, but he's also oh, in he's in yes. like Anchorman. Yes, yes, he's yes, in yes, all yes. Of it. But he, yeah, he's very recognizable. Um, yeah. and so yeah, he's he's a waiter at the restaurant that they're in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, they get um, they promise to tip twenty percent, and then they get unlimited. Ri- but it's already unlimited. But I guess like they don't have to ask for more ribs. The they ribs just keep, keep coming. them coming. Yeah. How many and- ribs do you think that you can eat? Um, I could eat a rack of ribs if I was forced to. Okay, what? How many ribs is in? A I rack? think that's like twelve. I don't know. Oh, that's a lot. Um, a the lot. issue is, is that I don't like it when things get in my teeth and ribs definitely Ooh. get in your teeth. Very much so. Definitely they will get stuck in your teeth. And I also do sometimes agree with Neil that certain restaurants will keep bringing you bread just to get you f- filled up on that freaking bread. Like it's yeah, so that's, much bread. That's, that's, the, that's the move. That's the move and yeah. you get tempted because bread is good. Bread, it, carbs, good. Bread, yeah, especially that brown bread from mm-hmm. Cheesecake Factory. Love the one with the little oats on the top. Yep. That one, lo- yeah. The brown bread brings brings people together. The best one is the um at Texas Roadhouse where they give you the Hawaiian rolls with the cinnamon butter. Oh, my God, I've never so had that before. You need it's so good. What about um, the peanuts? There's no peanuts in it. No, 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 no. no. Texas Roadhouse, I heard, gives you free peanuts, but you, you have to. Th- what five guys? No, 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 oh. no, no, no. They I get peanuts too, but then you can throw them on the floor, which I don't think I would do. I don't know that Texas Roadhouse. There might be a different place because I don't think I've ever gotten peanuts there. Um, but can I ask you about Mr. and Mrs. Weir's night? Because I thought this was so funny that they end up like pay- playing pit together. And yeah. then Mrs. Weir immediately is like, darling, we're alone. Yeah, we're alone. Do you want to yeah. have the sex? And he goes, well, okay. And then they leave. Okay. And he goes to the living room and I'm like, sir? <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 doing, hey, naughty. <laughs> okay, you know what? Living room sex is okay for once in a while. Now, this is the this is the issue. If a man says, like, if I said, "Darling, do you want to have sex?" and my mm. man says, mm, "Okay," I would be down and out for weeks, 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 I would, weeks. I would not be able, like, you That's wouldn't be time. able to get me back. It's pretty like, rude. It's pretty rude. Like I would be so depressed if you're like, mm, okay. Is this like, is this like in Dawson's Creek when Joey told Pacey that the sex was nice? Yeah, like it's as big of an offense. And I'm just yeah. like personally offended by it, probably because like I've experienced it before. But I'm like just saying that like I want you, man, to be enthusiastic about sex that i will give you i want people to be enthusiastic about literally everything that i ever say yes exactly so mr weir like you're not going to get a free blowjob tonight 
No, but they definitely did something because he did follow her to the bedroom. So, um, but that's that's our episode. I thought that like of these two, I think that I enjoyed episode one better. I think I enjoyed I'm with the band more because I really just really, really related to that like phys ed, uh, like, yeah. that whole storyline. Um, but I thought they were both really good episodes. And I, I just really liked this batch. I think that like, yeah. I'm really enjoying the growth that we're seeing on these characters. I would appreciate a little bit more of like from the geeks. I would like a little bit more about like Neil and Bill, you know, I feel like maybe we're lacking a little bit from them. I agree. I think that like some character depth would be nice. I would like to meet their families next. Exactly. I think that I like see Bill's family. <laughs> I would really like to see Bill's family. I do think that, um, that's something that we're going to see eventually because it seems as though we're probably going to get to visit everybody's family as one of the, I mean, it's a very, um, like, uh, um, ensemble cast. So I think that we're going to be able yeah. to meet everybody and hear everybody's story. Definitely. I definitely agree with that. Um, but those were our episodes. Do you want to hear next week's titles? Yes. Yes. So yes, episodes, yes. Eight and nine, we have girlfriends and boyfriends, which is interesting. Yes. So I think that we're going to have a DTR situation. We're going to define the relationship, and Lindsay is yeah. probably not going to feel comfortable about this. Nope. Uh, and we also have We've Got Spirit. So sounds like some kind of cheerleading something. Yeah, or somebody other? sounds like they're going to We've be... Got Spirit. Yes, we do. We've Got maybe... Spirit. How about you? Um, uh, maybe like Bill's gonna become like a male cheerleader. That sounds fun. Oh, I would like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and we do have a special guest. Caroline is gonna join us for next episode. So I'm really excited yeah. about that. Caroline's a friend of the pod. Like I'm really yeah. excited to uh, have her on, and she chose these episodes, and she's really excited, and I'm really excited to invite her onto the pod. Yeah, should be super fun. If you want to send in feedback. Uh, you can hit us up at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram, Shit90sPod.com. And, of course, we also have an email address, Shit90sPod at gmail.com. Um, we're also covering, let's see, what else? We're still wrapping up our Dawson's Creek coverage. This mm -hmm. week we're going to be talking through, uh, re-talking about the pilot, which I'm really excited about. Me we're going to do some too. commentary about that. Me too. Um, and then we'll have some really fun bonus content in October. In the meantime, Sarah, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me uh Sarah Ferguson on X and I don't know, like we're going to be covering some Halloween movies for October. So keep your eyes peeled for that because you know, love a Halloween moment. Love it. Uh, you can find me at the Jess Sterling. I'm always covering stuff over at Posher Recaps as well. Still covering Billions. Community is wrapping up. I'm starting a new project with Grace Leader called Full Spoiler Recaps, where we're kind of covering some shows in a binge format if they don't necessarily need episodic coverage. Um, so you could check all of that out over at Posher Recaps. Um, and you can find me at the Jess Sterling. And next week, we will be back with episodes eight and nine of Freaks and Geeks. Until then, have a good one, everybody. Bye. Just ask. Shows taught me. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.